Hi, Saison. It's Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Clarity's Season Forever! <laughs> and we are finally back together in full force. I feel Yay! like I haven't seen you in forever! How was your trip? Tell us all about it. Uh, very good, very good. Every trip that um, has me in it, you know, will contain a lot of drama. Oh, so yes. Some can be shared, some can't. <laughs> <laughs> Missing your train by three minutes. Oh my goodness. She just called you out. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. Bomb alert at the airport. Oh, oh yes. so interesting. Oh my gosh. What else, what else? What do you do? Um, she on. bought these shoes. <laughs> right here. Absolutely cute. I knew she was going to wear them today. <laughs> she did. Yeah, it's because I haven't unpacked and yeah. they were right there. So that's why. <laughs> but yeah, I think I had a lot of fun. And um, I have discovered that my toxic trait is booking a flight um, before I even get done with this trip. <gasps> we go together. Alright, what about you, Jamie? How are you feeling today? I am feeling okay. I feel like I'm coming down with a flu. I don't know why. So stay a bit further from me. Oh no. No, but I'm all good. <laughs> we got this let's go so I treated myself to like 8 and a half hours of sleep last night and oh, I'm feeling absolutely great so today I'm gonna start off this episode with a hypothetical situation oh. okay so we are all like where we are today right radio DJ um, social media content creator yada yada and all that what if you know at this point in, in our lives somebody calls us out huh? what if somebody just appears out of nowhere on social media and say hey you know Many years ago, you did this, and therefore you are a horrible person. Actually, that's my biggest fear. Oh Same. my god! <laughs> no, because when you're young, right, you do a lot of stupid things. Yeah. Oh my god! That gosh. obviously you grow from it and you realize they're wrong. Yeah. But what if your past comes back to haunt you? Right. Yeah. What would you do? Say you sorry. What can I do? Like fly, emigrate to somewhere else. I don't know. Ha! Huh, that's yeah. such a huge price to pay. What about you, Zura? What would you do? It's very scary. Like I feel like, especially now with you know social media, it's really anytime. It feels like a ticking time bomb. You know, because like suddenly these days we see like dirt about everyone and anyone just coming out like anytime. Mm. Yeah, and I think we used to not see as many of these. Like in the past, it wasn't so like rampant. But you know now what? it's like, wow. It's cancel culture. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Are you afraid of getting cancelled, Hazy? She's the last out of the three of us to get cancelled. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking, what can I be cancelled for? But if that day comes, if I have once, you know, ever done wrong to anybody, I will, I will, you know, pay for my mistakes and say I'm sorry. Mm. And hopefully, you know, find a better way out of this entire situation. Like, okay, have you guys heard of the Jeff Ng incident? The oh. entire saga. Were you overseas when that happened? Um, slightly before. Right, yes. right, right. So, apparently he's like making it big now. He's everywhere on TikTok, in Cathay, like, uh, what close Thousands to like three thousand people, people yeah, just crazy. watching him outside Cathay, yeah. watching him sing, play the piano. I gotta say, he he does a very good job at that. Mm. But apparently, one of his exes came out on social media and started to like, wow, talk about all the things that he has done to her previously, and they are not good things. Yeah. Actually, when this first like blew up, right, not the ex girlfriend bit, the him performing and like people actually coming down to watch and everything, right. I was very happy because this is the first time that we're seeing like a busking culture in Singapore. You know, it's the first time that people are actually coming down to sit and watch. And I was like, wow! And then mas lah, mas. <laughs> mas. Actually, even before the ex came out, I think some comments on TikTok were already like exposing him on all the things that he's done. Oh. So for example, I saw some comments on how he used to sing for a wedding and he would shush the wedding guests <gasps> because he thinks that they are rude by not listening to him. 
And the wedding guests felt a bit confused and perplexed because they are like, oh, we are here at the wedding to catch up with the bride and the groom and my friends, you know. Mm. Of course, the wedding singer is a bonus, but mm. I don't think we should be quiet to listen to you. Do you think that it's possible, you know, some of these things are made up? Not all, but, you know, people want to join the bandwagon and say nasty stuff, right? Uh, it's also possible, right? We don't know, actually. I cannot rule that out, yeah. but based mm. on what I've heard, like from singers and like mm. artists in the industry, mm. um, I do feel that I'm more inclined to believe this many singers mm. saying the same thing about him because why else would maybe like 10, 20 people say the same thing, the same point about one person, right? But of course, I'm in no place to judge and this is just my own opinion, nothing to do with clarity or harsh. Mm. But I feel like if you keep your actions clean you know there's no way people can come biting down on you oh absolutely right. yeah. but I think also like if you make a mistake mm -hmm. the most important thing is to own up to it you know if you're being called out on it like don't don't lie don't say that you didn't do it I mean there are certain people you know in Singapore um, where they made headline news for right. some sort of sexual crimes mm -hmm. and they came out to say you know I'm innocent and then mm -hmm. after that they were convicted guilty mm -hmm. then that's like eh Right. So for this point, I think um, it's very respectful of Jeff to come out and say sorry. So he did make like this apology note on his Instagram saying that, you know, he was young, he made some mistakes, you know, he's trying to grow from his mistakes as well. And his wife now actually stood up to say like he's a changed man after wow. all these years as yeah. well. So, well, there's always two sides to a story. Yeah, but you know what, girls, is there a phase in your life where you are afraid to share with people for fear of being judged, like critically? Every phase of my life. <laughs> It hasn't stopped. <laughs> As in, the thing is, right, when it comes to social media, even if you do right or you do wrong, people yeah. will have something to say. And people will have something to judge you for, right? But of course, it's the things that you say when you were young. Like, you know, tweets that you've tweeted when you were young. Maybe you used, like, a term that right now would be considered, like, derogatory. Something yes. like that, right? These are things that you'll be scared about. That's why anyone who comes into the industry, I tell mm. them, wipe your whole damn Twitter page. You delete your whole Twitter now and archive all your tweets. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Have you guys done that? I don't think I've ever Yo. been active, active on Twitter. So, But you still better do that before this episode airs. <laughs> no, but speaking of Twitter, right? And like people just digging up. This just reminds me of like J-Park. J-Park is like king of being cancelled. Oh, My goodness. Yes. Right, he gets cancelled every other month. <laughs> and, Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. And his first like cancel J-Park thing was like when they dug out his Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like he had, I think, debuted with 2pm at that point. And people like went to dig out shit on him, and like at some point he had said shit about Korea. He said like anti-Korea stuff. Correct. And he all the states. Yeah. All the fans just went against him. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah. Okay. So, I I'm gonna heed Jamie's advice and yes. just delete my Twitter account later on. <laughs> <laughs> just Daddy delete it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I have had like this phase in my life where I felt like I was an asshole mm. back in secondary school. No, seriously, like in secondary one, secondary two. I mean. We were all eager to prove to our classmates that we are cool. Okay. You know, oh, we are yeah. the like hip bunch to hang out with. Mm. So I actually said pretty nasty stuff about my teachers just to make sure that mm. I'm part of the group. And looking back, I am so ashamed of that. I'm so sorry, Miss Poon, <laughs> if we are watching this. Miss Poon. I am so sorry. Well, I did say I was sorry like back in secondary school, like mm. after that whole like saga ended. Mm. But you know, looking back, why did I even do that in the first place? 
Because you want it to fit in. Because, you know, when you're in that new stage of your life. But can we just say, uh, if there are any young kids listening to us, being cool is damn overrated. It is. It's so overrated. Just be yourself. I yes. know, but you know, there's just a certain phase in your life where you just want to fit in. Correct. Uh. You want people to look up to you like, you know, wow, you're the cool club and everyone wants to hang out with you. Who mm. doesn't like that feeling, mm. am I right? But yeah, I have to say, you know, sticking with your morals is way more important than being cool. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Mm. So actually, our producer has a very shocking confession here. When I read it, I was like, wait, which one? Uh? Which one? Oh! <laughs> okay. Our producer says, I used to steal when I was in primary school. I would steal my classmate's pencil case during recess. Oh. And it was the, you know, the two levels kind? Oh, I yes, know. Yes, yes. Yeah. The boxy kind where you open up and there's yeah. two levels. You can put so many things. Oh and she was so jealous, but her parents didn't want to buy it, right? So she resorted to stealing it. Um, she didn't return it. But after primary school, she didn't do it anymore. Question. But you steal from your classmate, you also cannot use, ma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> class, right? So can I just ask, after you sold the pencil case, you just put it at home? Yeah. <laughs> she says yes. <laughs> no, it's about the, like, what compelled you to steal it? That you wanted it? The thrill of it? Also, you give her back her pencils. Okay, oh, so, so she took the pencil case but left the pencils. Right. So it's the planning process that uh-huh. gave her the adrenaline. Oh. I see. She was a producer since she was in primary school. <laughs> there That's we go. pre-production right there. <laughs> Can I make a confession as well? Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Ayo, so guilty leh. Okay, so this happened in my um, secondary school days. That same phase where I was just trying to fit in and all. I have once stole a top. <gasps> Wow. All of my friends were, unfortunately, yes, my friends were all stealing. Yeah. And mm. to be part of the cool club, you had to steal something to prove yourself. Lah. So eventually I did. And um, every time I looked at that top hanging in my wardrobe. Huh? I still have? That time. Lah, that oh. time. <laughs> every time I looked at the top hanging in my wardrobe, I just felt this huge pang of guilt in my heart. Like, oh. I didn't pay for this thing. And it didn't make me happy wearing it or owning it. So it sort of has like become a reminder to myself every time I looked at it. I tell myself I'll never do this again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I I still feel very guilty mm. that I have once done this. Mm. Like till this day. Till this day. Mm. Yeah. It's a very small mistake that I made when I was young. Of course, after that I went back to to pay back the money in terms of like the tip box, you know, the donation right. box. I <laughs> yes. put it back Aww. in. Because I just felt so bad. Yeah. But it was a life lesson learned, I guess. Like after that, I never done it again. Like, That's the thing. When you're young, they say like you put tongsu. You know what yeah. I mean. You don't realize these things are wrong. You just mm. see your friends doing it. They normalize it, and you think it's okay to do it. Right. Yeah. Like you know, like we said with the J Park thing, and yeah. you know, saying certain things on social media. It's all about educating yourself. Only when you're older, and then you realize I shouldn't have done that. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes at that age as well, the things that you say, especially on the internet, is really to prove a point, yeah. or it's really to you know sort of just look cool, you know, have some sort of influence. And sometimes you say stupid things, lah. But I think as long as you eventually feel guilt at some point, yeah. that means you know you've done wrong. Right. 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 So another example, you guys know about the Nam Joo Hyuk. Saga, no. the actor of Twenty Five Twenty One, or uh, weightlifting fairy Kim ah, Bok yeah, Joo, yeah, 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 that yeah. guy, he's like making it big in Korea right now. Yeah. But recently, there are some allegations made against him by his schoolmates back when he was in high school, saying oh. that he is a school bully, he's a tyrant, and he said mean stuff to a girl. Um, you know, just because his friend, a brother, like wasn't on good terms with this girl, so oh. all of them attacked the girl together. So this happened clearly, like 
a decade ago, like mm. 10 years ago, mm. but it's coming back to bite him right now as mm. you're speaking, you know, he's facing all these allegations I'm and so stuff. I'm so tired of this, like, honestly, I think we hear about like, K-actors and K-pop idols, like every other month, someone will come out just because they're making it big, someone will come out, it's exactly like the Jeff story. For me, right, it really feels like, oh my god, just let that guy have his 2,000, 3,000 audience lah. Mm. You know? <laughs> Not say 20, 30,000 or so, you're so unhappy for what? But that's the, that's the question, right? Do you want to support an idol who may have once done this? Do we know if he or she has changed for the better already? But the thing is, there are always two sides to a story, right? You never know how they feel. And I think, you know, when you're in the public eye, sometimes maybe, perhaps, I'm just saying, like, maybe your management restricts you from saying certain things. Mm. So you can't really defend yourself. But let's say, okay, you're not in the industry, right? You're just a person who's done bad things in the past, but you turn over a new leaf. Mm. Like, do you guys think people can actually change for the better? I, I do think so. so. I do think so. And I think it's just unfortunate that, you know, all these stories we hear are of like people with some sort of fame or people in the public eye. I think that other people who are not in the public eye probably do the same, but it's just not being like blown up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But I feel that people can change is whether or not they want to. Mm. So a very interesting piece of information here. Research that looked at 200 studies found that with the right treatment, people are even able to change their personalities. Mm-hmm. You would think a personality is what you are given, you know, mm. the moment you are born. But that can be changed as well. It's like nurture versus nature, am I right? That's right. So the question isn't whether people can change is whether they want to. That's what I feel. Oh. I had quite a scary discovery mm. recently. So, um, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, um, before I left, I had bumped into a friend, okay, um, whom I haven't seen since secondary school. Okay. So, I bumped into her. Actually, both of you were there at night. Huh? <laughs> eh? Yes, both of you were there at night. Guy friend or female friend? Female friend. Oh. Okay, so I bumped to this, um, I went to an all-girls school, ma. So I went to, I uh, bumped to this girl who I went to school with. Yeah. She's thinking which night yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. And um, she was with a boyfriend who I never met. Okay. And um, we haven't seen each other in a long time. And then she introduced me. The first thing she said to introduce me was, oh, this is Azura. We went to school together. She was the girl in school everybody wanted to be because she didn't give a fuck about anything. I was like, oh, nothing has changed yet. Why is that a bad thing? How, uh? So you haven't changed? Like? I haven't changed. Oh, yet. Okay. How, uh? <laughs> you stuck to your guns. I was quite horrified. I was like, <gasps> I was like that since young. So Azra is leaving proof that if you are just yourself, people will want to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> what? True, right? I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Take it in stride. Mm, okay, I'll take it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the next day I was like, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, mm. <laughs> I, I think like I I try to avoid meeting people from my past mm. because I feel really bad about the things I've done <laughs> to some of them. Like what? No, like in secondary school, because I was bullied in primary school, right? So when I went into secondary school, bully you? you decided to be the bully. I told you guys this while I was bullied in primary school. Like, I used to stay very far in Pongo End. So it would just be me and two other girls. And they would take turns slapping me on a bus. I you told you this. You never told us this. Oh, I've never told you guys this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like P5, what? like P4. They would slap you on the bus? Yeah, like just for fun. And I didn't know how to slap back. So I learned in secondary school, right, how to bully people back. And I thought like that was the way of taking my power back. Right. No, yeah. but oh in your God. defense, you, you, you had to stand up for yourself, right? No, but I didn't stand but up for myself people. to those girls. Oh. I only learned a few years later when I went into secondary school. Okay. So when I had like riffs with, you know, friends in secondary schools, I would like, okay, okay, I'll tell you guys something that I did. I feel so, so bad about. And like, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you do, but I'm so sorry. Like, I love you. Um, <laughs> so when I was in secondary school, I fell out with a very, very, very good friend of mine. 
because we fell out, you know, we used to have block spots and you can do a private block spot where you need a passcode to enter or mm. only you, certain people can see. Mm. I asked one of our mutual friends to go into this block spot and take the source code, copy the entire HTML code and I replicated it. And it was like her personal diary of things like people she had a crush on and all that. So you basically publicized her private blog spot? Yes. Nice. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was just things like that. And I feel so bad. And I think I apologized to her in secondary school. But at this point, to go back to her, I felt bad about it every single day. Up till this day, I still feel bad about it. But yeah, that was, that was like when I went into secondary school, I was like, okay, now I'm going to be the bully. Because I was bullied. But mm. at the end of the day, it's just, it's just not worth the guilt. You know, I feel like from the stories that Jeremy have been telling us, she's a very different girl now mm. as um, from what she was in secondary school. Yeah, I was a mm. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really a, I was a straight up bitch. And I think that looking at how it hurt people, that really like, made me want to change. Mm. Yeah. What for be in this world to cause hurt to people? Right. I, I agree with that. I feel like while growing up, right, everybody, while finding themselves... Do stupid things. True. You know, and then they become skeleton your closets. Yeah. And then at some point, they either come out or they don't. Nah. <laughs> but I feel like at this stage of life, I'm still doing stupid things. Nah. Not, not bullying people. Yes, but, but that's like, just to yourself, you know? Oh. Like, like, it doesn't yeah, yeah, affect yeah, yeah. anyone yes. else. Yeah, right. just to so myself. That's okay. Right. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like for Zura, she's been the same throughout all these years, like her friend has mentioned. But Jeremy, you have like evolved a lot. Mm. I think you, Hazy has found like your self-confidence. Mm. Like now you know your self-worth, mm. you know what you stand for, you know your value, and therefore you don't need to worry about the rest. Right, and right? I've never been happier. Yeah. Like, I feel like the secondary school, the entire saga, that incident like taught me so much. Mm-hmm. I flunked my studies just because I wanted to be cool, ah. cheated in examinations ah. and stole stuff and all that. But um, it's not who I want to be. So I feel like, you know, recognizing a self-worth is very important. But do you girls know of anyone who has changed like drastically over the years? I can't say names, mm-hmm. but there's a very, very famous female influencer in Singapore. Okay, one of the most famous ones, like about our age or younger. Okay. okay. And people that met her about six or seven years ago all say she's a bitch. They say she's the worst person, the nastiest person. But people that have met her in the last two to three years, because she's a mom now, People that have met her recently, they all say she's the nicest person on this earth. So she's obviously changed, you know, 180 after starting a family, after growing up. And I can really see that as well. I feel like being a mum changes things. Like oh, the sure. example I had in mind was also my secondary school um, schoolmate. Mm. She's known to be like a tyrant in secondary school. Mm. But then after that, she got um, married. She got a kid at the age of like what? Between 16 to 18. So that's pretty young like for our age. yeah. So she was one of the first in our circle of friends to get married and like get a kid. And now she's a mom of three. Wow. I feel like she's so different now from when she was in secondary school. So much more mature, so much more understanding and giving. So yeah, I think being a mom changes things. Mm. Actually, right, I'm just thinking of like, you know, every time mm, election season comes around. Oh. And suddenly things come up and they really like, I think ruin people's rice bowls, mm-hmm. their lives, yep. their careers. Their careers, everything. And I don't know if it's justifiable like sure they may have done something bad but i don't know if that's justifiable to you know sort of like don't you think that it's sort of like ganging up on a person 
on a different scale. Yeah. Right? And right. the scariest because... part is you don't even know if a hundred of the information, you know, is real. Mm. We, we can't we can't ascertain that. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like we said earlier and over and over again this episode, like everybody has done something. Mm. But it's just that it's now that, you know, people just decide that the minute someone is about to do something with their lives, they're going to come out and say something about it. And I don't know how to feel about that. So it makes me feel right now, right? Like, if you're going to be in the public eye, if you're going to go into politics or whatever it is, you're going to be squeaky clean. Like, clean, clean. <laughs> well, bring that back to us. We are social media personalities. We are radio DJs as well. Um, of course, nothing to do with politics. But, you know, being in our line of work, do you feel like we have some responsibilities to uphold? Absolutely. Even if you do something wrong, right? People will say, oh, but you're in the public eye. What did you expect? Of course, there's going to be scrutiny on you. Then they blame it on you saying, who asked you to choose this job? Mm, and yeah. they said like, oh, you should have known what you signed up for. Mm. Um, this is what you chose. Yeah. So I have this pair of like denim shorts, right? <laughs> that has the words, <laughs> fuck you on them. <laughs> Until this very day, I don't know if I should take it out to wear them. Because uh, if people see, yeah. then, hey, Chosen Sun DJ. I know. No, wear these kind of shorts. You know? I have the yeah. same like pair of pants. Right. It's from a brand called Fucking Rabbits. <laughs> and it says, I want to fuck you. <laughs> and I cannot wear. Right. Shall we just wear one day? Okay, lor. Okay, fuck it. We wear. <laughs> I think we were together when I wanted to buy this pair of shoes. Yeah. That says, fuck you. <laughs> And one of you said, no, don't. What? I think that could have been me. Jeremy would not be the one no, to I'd say like, no. I'd be like, so nice. Just like, <laughs> just fuck it. Maybe you. Okay, oh. buy it lah. Yeah. <laughs> we went together. Where it is. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that, you know, being in the public eye, you definitely are held to a higher standard. Mm. And, but here's the thing, like, we're in the industry, we know plenty of people mm. that also, at the same time, don't really uphold this moral responsibility, right? Mm. It's just a, whether it comes out or not. Right. Mm. And I feel like we have different personalities when we are on air and when we are off air. So, of True. course, on air, the things we talk about, I feel like the moral responsibility should be there, 101%. But off air, on our own social medias, do you guys think that there can be a bit of like a, a buffer space for us to like, you know, just honestly present what we really feel? Yeah, because on air, we are held by broadcasting standards. Right. You know, we have to follow... Mm. those regulations but I think on our social media we have a bit more leeway there mm. like in supporting maybe like activism things that we believe in mm. so like speaking of stigma what about um, the stigma against ex-convicts do you guys believe that you know after they come out of jail they really turn over a new leaf oh I absolutely yeah. believe that you can I think with proper rehabilitation even at the point of you know being in prison you need to have that kind of support that helps you adjust when you come out, right? I Correct. fully agree with you. I think we can believe that, but what about society? Mm. Do you think society can believe that they can change? I think at the end of the day, right, like, you should understand that everybody is doing their best and everybody is human. So I feel like if everybody sort of has the mindset that who are we to judge someone else, mm. it might be like a you know, more inclusive society, we might be a little bit nicer because I feel like, you know, for ex-convicts especially, um... I do believe, like, you know, people say, like, oh, they, they can't change or they'll just come out and, like, look for their old friends or things like that. It's because you're shun them mm. and you're not supporting them. You don't them. accept them. Exactly. And the only people that they have are the friends that they knew Already. before they went in. And you mm. never know what they went in for, you know. It mm. could have been to save their family, to support their family. I don't know if you guys know this. I just learned this recently that a lot of um, 
you know, people who, you know, do bad things, mm. they actually have something called a, what do they call it? Tuapekong. No, so, what? where you pay them money every month, and then if anything happens to you, they will say that they did it and they will sit in jail for you. <gasps> so these people, their whole lives, go into jail and come out and they just get paid a lot of money. But it's for their family. So they are called topegong? The people who go in and come out? Yeah. Oh, I never Yeah, they that. just sit around and get paid like $5,000, $10,000 every month. And then one day, they will just have to go and sit in jail for however long for the person that hired them. And they get even more money. Sorry, really? this happens in Singapore? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also the reason of why you end up in there. Yeah. Sometimes it's not as straightforward as we think. So I think all in all, it's very important to not be quick to judge, like what we have mentioned earlier. Mm. And how do you know if someone has changed for the better genuinely? I feel like the best test is if you communicate with him or her yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, can I share a short story? Oh, of course. <laughs> it's confession time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and by the way, right, because when I was in Europe, I passed like so many churches, right? Every time we passed the church, um, my friends would say, you want to go and confess? Yeah, if you go in, you'll never come out. Excuse me? So, <laughs> so what okay. would you like to confess? Okay, so many, many years ago, okay. um, when I was a teenager, right? Okay, so I had a teacher, not a school teacher. Okay. So this person taught me for a long time, okay. since I was like really young, like seven, eight, nine, you know. So this person was with me for a really long time. Okay. And we were very close because you were like my mentor, right? Mm. Okay, but eventually when I was a teenager and, you know, had like... Rebellious streaks. Rebellious streaks, that's right. And was a bit hard-headed, wanted like things my own way. So I did certain things that um, this person did not agree with or, you know, I took paths that she had other plans for for me, right? She was very hard on me. From the beginning, since I was young, um, it was a very... Tough love thing. Okay. And I, I don't do very well of tough love. Okay. Yeah, so sometimes I like... I mean, for the longest time, sometimes I cry, I go home and complain, that kind of thing, you know. What do you do to her? So, I, so I, I went home and I wrote something. I was very angry, right? So I wrote something. I was just like, oh my god, I've had enough of this. Like, oh my god. Because it's a very like punishing thing, you know. Like, oh, you never do correctly. Like, you get punished kind of thing. So I was not very happy about it. And I think the specific line I said was, the shoe is about to fly. Like your shoe is about to fly yes. at her? Okay. Yes. okay. Yes. You, as in you texted her this? No, no, oh, the no. Block I, spot. Blog, blog, blog. Oh, I blocked on your blog. Yes. Oh. yes, yes. So I blocked this, right? And obviously, this wasn't Reddit. Okay. I think from then on, right, that was the turning point that until today, we're not okay, you know? Huh. Like, I have apologized oh. for this a long time ago. And after, shortly after that, maybe a few years after that, um, after that, I left, like, her teachings and went to seek teachings elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But we continue to be involved with each other, right? And I will constantly go up and say hi because for me, at the end of the day, no matter what, right, you taught me whatever I need to know. Okay. And I will always say until today, like, yeah, this person taught me for the longest time, but she would never come to me. Like, I would still come and say hello. I would still come and, you know, and I feel like, wow, for something so stupid that I did, right, I'm still paying for it, eh? She's mm. still hurt by your words mm, yes. and she still holds a grudge. And that's yes. something that you have no control over. Oh. You can't force someone to forgive you, mm. right? At the mm. end of the day, I think you just need to find it in yourself to live with it because mm. that's what you did. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so before I close off this episode, any last words for our listeners here? Forgive, but don't forget. Hey, no, no. Hey! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, just, you know, if you've done something bad, just, I guess, reason within yourself. 
um, and learn from your mistakes. Mm. Yeah, your past does not define you. Right. I still want to say, be yourself, you know. Mm. Hold your own like morals, your own responsibilities and don't let anyone else influence you because you want to be cool. Mm. Just be yourself. If people are cancelling someone and you technically have nothing to do with it, don't add like fuel to the fire. Ah, <laughs> oh, true. Mm. Yes. Mm. Very true. Mm. Alright, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Clemity's Hash Podcast. We're very scared. Don't cancel us, please. <laughs> yeah, make sure you follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, um, as well as listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Me Listen. That's right. Don't forget to drop a comment and turn on the notification bell. Once again, I'm Hazel. I'm Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.